if you've already decided what you want, there is no negotiation, right? The standard has been set. Why are you negotiating with yourself? Why are you talking yourself out of your goals? These are your goals. You set them. Didn't even, nobody else set them. Unless you don't know who you are and your goals are set by societal standards and you haven't really determined if that's what you want. But if that's not the case, these are your goals. So why are you negotiating with yourself against yourself? You got to stop negotiating with yourself. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today's one of those episodes where I really feel like I'm going to go in. Like, I just feel like it's one of those topics where the the emotion and the energy is going to fly. And I hope that you guys enjoy today's show. So today's show is really just unpacking, you know, what it takes to elevate your life to the next level. So um, it is August 2020. It's been a crazy year. No one can deny that. And, you know, business wise, it's actually been a really great year for me and from a financial standpoint. However, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, of change and evolution on the horizon, even though this has been the best year uh, financially, business wise. There's just a lot of things that I want to change and adjust. And even though that I'm a, a business advisor, financial advisor, mentor, coach, you know, to a lot of different people, you know, coaches need coaching, too. And I realized that in order to go to the level that I want to go to, I wanted to tap into a different level. And so I actually hired um, an ex uh, NFL player who is now a elite trainer for basically men who are really just trying to take their life to the next level. Um, And so not just on the fitness side, but also on the mindset side. So I hired him because I'm at a, I feel like I'm at a pivotal place in my life where if I do this right, it can really set me on the course for the next phase. And so I wanted to make sure that I was really locked in and really put myself in the right position to maximize this season that I'm in. So the first thing is that I realized I got to make a switch from discipline to desire, right? Discipline to desire. And anybody that knows me would probably say that I'm a fairly disciplined person. But the problem with discipline is it relies on your resilience, your grit, going against the grain, right? Going against the grain to get what you want, focusing on, you know, what you got to give up and just plowing through it and doing it anyway, right? That's kind of the narrative that we've always been sold as it relates to how you become successful, right? Uh, Successful people do and unsuccessful people won't. That is true. That is true. However, you have to shift your mindset from discipline to desire because when you when you do that, what you're essentially saying is I'm focusing more on what I want versus focusing on what I have to give up. Because when you focus on what you have to give up, then you're constantly at this place of like lack and like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Versus when you focus on desire, it's like all you're looking at is where you're going. So instead of it feeling like a loss, it feels like a liberation, right? I'm not losing. I'm letting go to free myself up to go get that thing. So let's look at like nutrition, for example, 
right? Like when if you're on a, a new fitness plan, you know, you got to stop eating cheese and dairy and stop eating sweets and maybe stop drinking and maybe mitigate certain types of carbs and, you know, all those changes that you got to make to have a healthy lifestyle, right? If you focus on that, you're always going to be thinking about it versus if you focus on, man, I am so excited about the fact that my body is going to feel better than it's ever felt. My digestive health is going to be amazing, right? I'm never going to feel sluggish or lethargic, right? I desire that more than I care about what I'm giving up, right? And when you focus on that, that's a complete mindset shift. And so I think that was the first fundamental thing for me is like changing what I focused on, right? So what you focus on expands. I'm pretty sure we've all heard that uh, quote before, you know, focus on what you are getting versus what you're giving up. That's the number one life hack or one of the top life hacks when it comes to staying the course on what it is that you want to achieve. Desire over discipline. Right. Like you need to make a change in your in your lifestyle. Right. Like and when you make a change in your lifestyle, then it's not about these quick habit fixes that you're trying to make or these one off changes or these fad diets. Like you've literally changed what matters to you. And as a result of that, your actions, your energy, your resources, your behavior align with that because it would literally be contradictory otherwise. Right. So desire versus discipline is one way to level up your life and take it to the next level. The next thing you have to do is you have to raise your standards, right? You have to raise your standards. And when I say raise your standards, let me give you a very tangible example. So, you know, I could be starving and I'm talking about like outright hungry, like wanting to nibble on your your nails type hunger. That's even a thing, right? Like I could be crazy starving and Even if I drive by 10 McDonald's, seven Wendy's, right, three Church's chickens, it doesn't even register in my mind as food, right? It doesn't even register in my mind as food because I've raised my standards. It's like literally not even on my radar. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm being disciplined and I'm just not going to McDonald's. I don't like, I don't want McDonald's, right? I don't even, I don't even think about it, right? Like I'm a 33 year old man. I don't think about Lunchables, I don't think about oodles and noodles. I don't think about Kool-Aid, right? And it's important to understand that because I think what you have to do is you have to hack your standards, right? Like let's, let's use money, for example. At one point in your life, broke might be I got zero on my account. Broke might be I got $20 in my account. Broke might be I just overdrafted. But at some point, you gotta raise your standards so that thousand, if you see less than $1,000 you broke, if you see less than 10,000, you broke. If you see less than 50,000, like, oh, shoot, I'm out here hustling just as if I had $50, right? So you got to raise your standard because when you raise your standard, what that means is you've had to elevate your mentality and your mindset in order to unlock a new level and a new version of yourself, right? Because you can't go where your mind has not already been. Let me repeat that one more time. You cannot go where your mind has not already been. Number one reason why people self-sabotage is because they've somehow gotten into a space, right? They've gotten into a space like whether, whether it's by accident or just by pure happenstance or luck or whatever, or maybe because they were making real progress. But what happens is if your mindset has not caught up to the physical actions, you will revert back to a similar and comfortable place. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Tell me, have you ever been working out? You felt really good. You felt like you were on track. You know, you were doing 
everything right, right? Your body felt good, was feeling tight, all that good stuff, digestive health. And instead of moving along and, and kind of compounding on that momentum, instead what you did was you took a day off. You didn't take a day off because you were sore, right? You took a day off because the way you felt in, the, in that moment was kind of like the best that you felt at that point. So instead of pushing to the next level, you reverted back to where you were comfortable to. You literally behaved yourself back to the place that your mind could wrap its head around that made sense to you. You didn't consciously think that, but that is the reality of what happened versus if your standard had, was different, if your standard was elevated or you were, in a, you were on a different level mentally, then you would have known that, oh, this is just how winners feel, right? Like I don't need to take a day off. I actually, because of where my mind is at or because of where I'm going, I'm actually not even close to where I need to be, right? But because you hadn't gotten there yet, you didn't have it in you to move past that point because your mentality hadn't gotten to that point yet. Does that make sense? So it's very important to understand that you have to raise your standards. And not only do you have to raise your standards, you have to reframe what you think success looks like at every turn. Because if not, you'll always find yourself stagnating back to a very comfortable and familiar place, right? So you gotta raise your standards. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another segment of Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it pertains to your finances. What I want you to do this Friday is I want you to empty out your Amazon cart. That's right. You saw some products. You were putting it as a little placeholder like, oh, yeah, I might get that. I might get that. You know what will make your heart drop? When you're ordering something on Amazon, and you forgot that you had stuff in your cart and then you check out and then you see that cart value and it's like, whoa, 400, 500, 600 dollars. How many did I put in my cart? And then you realize, oh, shoot, I was just using my cart as a placeholder. If that stuff is just sitting in your cart, you probably don't need it anyway. So empty out the Amazon cart to decrease the likelihood that you buy some unnecessary stuff. So that way you don't spend any money that you don't need to spend. Hope that helps. All right, the next thing you got to do is something that I learned recently, and it's called 15 protocol, right? You can call it whatever you want to call it. Let's call it 15 protocol. And what that essentially means is if you were to look at a basketball game or look at a football game, right? Both of those sports have a halftime and you everybody comes into the game with the intent to win. No one comes into the game thinking they're going to lose. If you if you do, then you shouldn't even showed up, right? You come to the game thinking that you're going to win. And so you get in the game. And let's just say that everything is clicking on all cylinders, right? You're rocking out, you know, getting every first down, getting the touchdowns, all the kicks are, are going in, all the field goals are going in, whatever, right? Then great. You take that, you keep doing it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Amazing. But let's imagine that you, things aren't going according to plan, right? And you just, the team can't just get on the same page, the wide receiver is dropping passes, you know, the running back is fumbling, the field goals are, are not going in. Then when you get to the halfway point, right, when you get to halftime, guess what you have to do? You have to make some adjustments, right? If the objective is still to win the game, then at halftime, we got to make some adjustments. 
But let me ask you this. How many times in your life have you started the month with this, all these intentions, right? Like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, right? You need to look at every month like a football game or a basketball game. And the objective of a game, of, of a sports game, is to win. And at day 15, hence the 15 protocol, if I'm not on track, if I'm not on course to be able to win the game, win the game of life in this case, then I got to make some adjustments because the, the results are the results, right? The results don't change. The outcome doesn't change. What has to change is I might have to accelerate my effort in order to still get that desired result, right? And so you have to start tracking what's actually, have, what's actually going on proactively in real time. You can't improve what you don't measure, right? And if you're not tracking in real time what's happening, then month after month after month, you're always going to look up and wonder why, man, why does this feel like I'm in this vicious cycle of being booked and busy and, and not getting anything done, right? You need to have a place at halfway through the month where you're recalibrating what's happening. And ideally, you're doing it more frequently than that, right? The best players, they make adjustments incre incrementally, but at, at minimum, right? At minimum, you're two weeks into the month. This was the target, right? This was the desired outcome. If I'm honest with myself, am I on pace to still achieve that? If I am, great. Is there anything I can do to achieve it faster? If not, what adjustments am I willing to make to make up the slack? How many people just throw in the towel after missing the mark, you know, for a couple of days? Oh, I was going to read every day. You miss one, two, three, four days, and then you don't do anything, right? And you just say, the heck with it. And you just keep going through the motions of something that doesn't work. So I got a question. This is a real question. When something has proven that it constantly has not worked for you, what is going on in your head that makes you hold on to still beating your head up against the pavement to try to do that thing? I, I just, I just don't get it. Like it makes it makes no sense to me. Right. If it's not working, you have to make adjustments. How many times are you going to move the item from calendar from this day to this day to this week to this week to this month? to this? I bet you there's stuff from January you still haven't done yet. At what point are you going to reevaluate the fact maybe I'm being too ambitious with my schedule? Maybe I'm not quantifying the capacity that it takes to achieve certain things. And if I still want to achieve this outcome, what do I have to adjust or do I need to adjust the outcome? Right. Was my outcome not real realistic because I my game plan didn't think about the contingencies or the realities, I should say, of what it takes to achieve this goal. Right. It's no different than if like. A high school team says, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going we're gonna to just hop up, hop in the NFL and, and win the Super Bowl. OK. How, Sway? Like, like, how do you envision that happening exactly? Right. So I think to take it a step back, you know, outside of the 15 protocol, before you, before you go into the month, what's your game plan? Right. What is your game plan? What is the outcome? What do you expect to happen? And then the next question you should ask yourself is, is why do I believe that it's going to happen? So which is a perfect segue to my next point. Evidence versus emotion. If you want to level up your life, you got to start making decisions based upon evidence and stop making decisions based upon emotion. Right. What evidence do you have that substantiates and supports your assumption that this is going to happen? I'm going to make one hundred thousand this month. And you've never made ten. Right. So like what what evidence do you have that supports that emotion? 
right? So every every Monday, I have my coaching clients, my business advisory coaching clients. They have to send me two things. They have to send me a sales goal, right? Like this is what I expect to happen this, this month, right? This is how much I expect to make or this week rather because we drill down even further. And then this is my activity that is going to allow me to yield these results. These are the things that I'm going to do that is going to hit that goal. Why is that important to have a distinction between an activity goal and a sales goal? Because anybody can have a sales goal. I want to make 10 bands this month. I want to make 20,000 this week. Okay, great. What's the game plan? Are you doing email marketing? Are you doing Facebook ads? Have you already created your campaigns? Um, Have you set up your ad sets? Have you already uh, identified who you need to follow follow up with in the pipeline? Whatever whatever the, your business is, whatever the metrics are, have you identified what those things are? What evidence do you have that substantiates the result that you want? Because if you keep making emotional decisions based upon how you feel and not making decisions based upon data, right, and evidence, you're going to always fall short, right? You got to face the numbers. You got to face the reality of what's going on, but you got to stop being in delusion of what you feel like is going to happen and face the facts, right? Of what actually can happen based upon your effort, right? Based upon the evidence. So evidence over emotion. The next thing you have to do is you have to stop negotiating with yourself. So imagine this, right? So if we have these goals, right? I want to get I want to get shredded. I want to get in the best shape of my life. I want to get my body snatched, as the, the ladies like to say. Um, you know, I want to make all this money. I want to eat healthy. I want to whatever the goals are. Right? We say all these things. You've essentially decided that for yourself, right? You put a contract in place with your, with yourself, like, hey, these this is what I want, and then hopefully you've dis- understood or decided what you have to do to achieve it, right? Hopefully that goes back to the evidence or emotion thing, right? Now, what I need for you to stop doing. I need you to stop negotiating with yourself, right? Stop negotiating with yourself, all right? Because think about how silly that is. It's literally like, I have agreed that this is what I want. And then there's another version of myself saying, well, you know, know, I mean, do you really want to do it like right now? Or can you push it back? Is it a big deal? Like, let me give you a real time example. Hey, uh, for me to be successful, get the body I want based upon my schedule, I got to go to the gym at 5.30 a.m., right? Maybe that's the thing. And then here comes 5, five o'clock, and then you snooze the alarm. You have a micro-negotiation with yourself. Oh, five more minutes. Oh, 10 more minutes. Oh, a technique's only, only going to take me a couple minutes to get up and get going. Oh, well, you know, I can really go at 6 o'clock. Well, you know, 6.30 isn't that bad. Next thing you know, it's 8.15, and now you got to get your day started, and you didn't work out. If you've already decided what you want, there is no negotiation, right? The standard has been set. Why are you negotiating with yourself? Why are you talking yourself out of your goals? These are your goals. You set them. Didn't nobody else set them? Unless you don't know who you are and your goals are set by societal standards and you haven't really determined if that's what you want. But if that's not the case, these are your goals. So why? Are you negotiating with yourself against yourself? You got to stop negotiating with yourself, right? Let's get into what are some tactical things that you can do to really ensure 
that you can make this happen, that you can take your life to the next level. Because those things make sense. But what happens is we all have the information. We all have the resources. We understand what we should do. But then we just don't do anything with the information. So how do you get over that hump, right? Number one is massive accountability. Massive accountability. At some point, if you've done something over and over and over and over again, and you have not gotten it right, then you need a a heightened sense of accountability, right? And there needs to be something tied to that accountability, right? Something that really costs, right? Not just money, but like something that costs, right? Whether that's you're hiring a top tier trainer, right? Like I just hired a mindset uh, coach and also hired, you know, a a physical trainer because I just want to take myself to the next level, right? So massive accountability, your commitment, maybe telling your peers, telling your spouse, telling whoever, right? And giving them the green light to do X if you don't do Y, right? Telling people, hey, when you invite me to this, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I can't do. Now, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's no one's responsibility, right? And most people, because they, they don't have massive accountability, they'll let you give in because it makes them feel good about themselves, right? So I'm not saying that massive accountability necessarily is exclusively tied to telling people. What I am saying is if you have genuine people that you value in your life, I'm pretty sure if you like look them in the eye and say, hey, look, this is, what I'm tr- this is where I'm trying to go. Do not let me deviate from this. I give you full reign. Heck, like I'll call you on Monday and, and tell you what I intend to do. And if on Sunday those things didn't happen, I'll send you 50 bucks, right? You, I, I give you permission to call me to validate if I got it done. And you can ask for proof, right? You got to have some, some type of massive accountability, massive accountability, right? The next thing you have to have is massive self-awareness, okay? Massive self-awareness. And this one might, might tease some people off, but, you know, listening to my podcast is a choice and I, I'd rather you improve and change your life once and for all than to just like come here and get some fluff. So if you've ever, and I'm going to use a few examples, but, and it's, it all ties into what I talked about earlier about emotion versus evidence and all that good stuff too. But if you've ever looked in the mirror, right, and caught a glance at yourself at a quote unquote bad angle, right? No sucking in, no angle, no lighting, no filter, no towel pulled up above your gut, Right? And just really looked yourself in the mirror. Like, and you, is that the person that you see in your head? Is that the person that you believe you portray to the world? Is that the person that you honestly are proud of? Right? And I'm just talking about the physical example right now because the physical is very tangible. But stop lying to yourself. That is self-awareness 101. Stop lying to yourself. Okay, stop with the filters, stop with the angles, stop with the, the clothes that, that flatter your, your bad areas, right, that you need to work on. All right, stop with the justification. Oh, I'm getting a little bit older now. I have kids. That, like everybody has something. But you need to be massively self-aware about where you are not so that you can be accountable and aware about what needs to change. When you hide from yourself, It's going to be so much harder to improve because you're basically, if you do it enough, you're going to trick yourself into thinking that you don't need to do anything, 
right? You're going to trick yourself into thinking that you're further along than you are when you only post the most flattering pictures of yourself with the best angle when you're flexed or when you're sucking in. At some point in your mind, that starts to register that, oh, yeah, that's me. But what about that picture in the middle of the day, not when you first wake up, picture in the middle of the day and you just look in the mirror and it's like you're not sucking in, right? Super relaxed. What do you see? If you're happy, if you're content, great. If that's a lie that you've told yourself and you're cool living with that, great. But if you're not, if the person staring back at you, if the if the physical manifestation of what you see does not align with what the vision that you have in your head, then what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep going through the motions or keep lying to yourself? You know, keep breaking the fad diet. Like, what are you going to do? Get that massive self-awareness. Massive self-awareness of your vulnerabilities, of your weaknesses, right? Which ties back into the massive accountability. If the self-awareness is, man, I've, I've tried to get this working out thing done. I've tried to do this nutrition thing and it's just not working. Then get out of your own way and hire somebody, right? But make sure that you want what you think you want, right? Because sometimes the image that you sold yourself doesn't align with the effort, the energy, that you're willing to put in to obtain that imagery, right? That you see in your head. So you have to like, you have to be honest with yourself, right? Like, and honestly, I hate to say it. And again, I'm not, I'm not just harping on the physical, but you almost got to be like disgusted. Like I am better than this. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep BS in my business? Why do I keep BS in my life? Why do I keep BS in these workouts? Why do I keep always giving in when I say that I want to commit at a higher level and I never do it? Why do I think that I'm on this level business-wise because I see my peers or other people that I think uh, I'm similar than and they're crushing it, but I never keep, I keep not showing up. Why? You got to answer those tough, cruel questions because at some point you have to come to the realization that there's a gap there. There's a knowledge gap. There's an expectation gap. There's some type of gap. And you need to figure out what that gap is so that you can fill the void once and for all. If not, you're going to look up and your life is going to pass you by. Right? You're just going to look at yourself and like, who is this guy? Who is this girl or woman, I should say? Right? And, and, and if you don't want that, then you have to have massive self-awareness about your own vulnerabilities and make it known through massive accountability so that you can improve once and for all. If you keep only showing the parts of yourself, whether it's to yourself or to other people that you want them to see, how are you ever going to create the awareness about what actually needs to change? Right. If you keep buying the high waisted pants, if you keep sucking in, if you keep ignoring your bank account, if you keep uh, like not picking up the phone from the bill collectors, but still acting like everything is OK. At what point? Are you going to have enough self-awareness to change? Put your BS on front street, right? Now, again, I don't want to contradict my original point about desire versus discipline, but you still got to create that awareness before you can have the desire to change. Because if you have the desire or you believe that you have the desire to change, but you don't even know what you really need to change, what it's really going to take, what you really have to do, then the change isn't going to come. But you have to become aware. And I don't want to harp on this, but guys, this is the biggest thing, right? And I don't care whether it's your finances, whether it's your business, whether it's your body. What I want you to do after you finish listening to this podcast 
If it's your body, I want you to go up in the bathroom, close the door, take your clothes off, don't suck in, look yourself in the eye, look at your body, and say, is this what I want? Is this what I want? Is this, is this who I believe I am? Is this what I'm capable of achieving? Because how you look on the outside is just a manifestation of how, uh, of not necessarily how you feel about yourself, but your commitment level to yourself. Right. And again, it's not self love. I mean, self hate. Like, I'm not saying you can't love your body. And I know we live in a society that tries to over like do it when it comes to body image. But I'm not saying compare yourself to anybody else. I'm saying compare yourself to what you believe. If you if you have enough identity of what you believe you're supposed to be and, and, and ask yourself, is this a physical manifestation of that? Right. Maybe it's maybe it's money. Right. I want you to. Sit down for a couple of hours. I want you to open all that unopened mail, right? I want you to call back the 800 numbers. I want you to check your 401k. I want you to check your retirement. I want you to uh, ask yourself, okay, well, what is it that I thought my life would look like financially? What is it going to take to retire, become financially independent? If those are questions you don't have the answers to, obviously you can reach out to a financial advisor, shameless plug. But I want you to become a hyper aware of your current state. Because if you keep pushing the mail away, if you keep ignoring the back taxes, if you keep paying the minimum on the credit card bill and, and not really seeing, seeing what's going on, if you keep like if you keep doing that, you're going to look up one day and you're going to be working forever. Right. Like my, so I'm 33 and I remember like it was yesterday, a lot of my peers, you know, when we were much younger and, I'm, and we're still young, obviously, but a lot of them like I ain't going to never. And no disrespect to their parents, but I ain't going to never live a life like that. I'm going to be financially free. I'm going to be independent. I'm going to be balling. I'm going to do this. OK, cool. What evidence do you have right now that gives you proof that your life is going to look any different than your parents' life or any different than the life that you said you were running from? What evidence do you have? Are you saving and investing consistently month after month after month? Have you quantified the number and the target that you hit? Are you paying off your debt? Are you living below your means? Is the, What's the answer, Right. But you got to have that self-awareness because if not, you will literally trick yourself into thinking that things are OK. And then you'll look up one day and it'll be too late. So put it on the table. Right. And if, it's, if you're if you have a spouse and you're hiding from them, put it on the table. Hey, I know I was in control of the money, but we ain't we ain't where you thought we was at. Right. And we got to fix it. And I'd rather tell you right now. And I'm sorry um, for for maybe, you know, not keeping you in the loop. But we got some stuff we got to fix. We got some stuff we got to change. And I take full accountability. Right. And if you don't have a spouse, have that conversation with yourself. Right. I got to unravel some stuff. I got to unravel some of this, some of these things that I've done to get me to where I actually say I want to be, because if I keep doing the same stuff, I'm going to be stuck forever. Right. I don't care what you think. If you see somebody who's 50, 60 plus and they're, oh, they're, they're working that job to stay sharp or to make extra money because they're just they're boy. No, they're working that job because they have no choice. Because they have to catch up because they didn't do the right things when they were younger or they weren't educated. They didn't have the information or whatever the set of circumstances or reasons are. Right. Because obviously there are exceptions to the norm. But that's why they're doing it. And what evidence do you have? I don't care whether you're 20, 30, 40. What evidence do you have right now that that won't be you? Right. You're putting away 4% in your 401k, maybe. And somehow that's going to equate to you being able to live off 100% of it in 20 years. Like, does that math even make sense to you? Like, at some point, you got to be self-aware. You can't just keep going through the motions. You got to figure out, like, 
what is going on? I got to grab life by the reins. I got to get in the driver's seat and I got to figure out what the, what the heck is going on, right? And for my business owners, how often are you checking your P&L, right? You see a little bit of revenue come in. Okay, cool. Like I'm making money, maybe kind of, sort of, but like, are you profitable, right? Is that, is that number in your bank account just kind of staying level? Is it stagnating, right? Have you addressed your taxes, Right. Is is the, is the line of business that you thought, is it growing like you thought it would grow? Like you got to ask yourself these questions. You got to have awareness. You got to look at the numbers. You got to look at your body. You got to look at your relationship and create that truth so that you know what you want or don't want and know what you actually have to change. Because if you don't create that awareness, you won't even know what your North Star is. You follow what I'm saying? And I know I'm talking with a lot of passion is because time waits for no man, right? It, 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 it grinds my gears and it hurts my heart when I see people that are so capable and they just keep going through the motions. They keep letting other people win, right? And you can win too. It, it, it hurts my heart when, you know, I see a 65-year-old woman picking up trash, Right. Working for and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that type of profession. But again, you mean to tell me you think that that's a choice? That's a choice. She has no choice. Right. And if her son or daughter making obviously assumptions without knowing the context, if her son or daughter was on their stuff, then she wouldn't have to do that. Right. My mom has a pretty good job, but you best believe I'm, I'm busting my butt so I can help retire her. Right. Is it my obligation? Maybe not. But is that something I'm compelled to do because I'm dreaming and believing and I have evidence that I'm capable of doing it? Absolutely. So the next question is, are your dreams and are your goals big enough? Maybe some maybe half the battle of you being OK, being stagnant in this groove and constantly like going through the motions and scrolling on Instagram all day and BSing your time away and moving stuff around on the calendar. Maybe part of the reason why you're so content and you're cool or you're at least telling yourself that it's because your goal isn't big enough. If your goal was, I'm tired of seeing my mom busting her butt and let me see if there's something I can do about it to help augment that or offset that, then you might be moving different, right? If the goal was, I want to be my child's hero and I don't want to see, see them look at me, you know, as a dad, all out of shape, can't keep up. And then they're looking at somebody else's dad and like, you know, he, he always plays with us and throws the football and and runs and puts us on our back. And he can't do it with you because you out of shape. Right. And again, this ain't about body shaming. because I know we live in a very different era now and people are like, you know, body shaming and blah, and all that good stuff. I, I can respect that. This is about health. This is about you achieving what matters to you, because, again, the person who this is for they're going to receive this and hopefully they act on it because at some point you've got to do something different because if you don't do something different you will look up day in and day out day in and day out and be living the same life over and over and over again groundhog's day right like some people have been working on the same thing for five years and it hadn't happened yet for five years what are you gonna do like i'm speaking with so much passion because if this year completely disrupted all of our lives, right? And if, if you can't take the time to have massive self-awareness and massive accountability in this season to finally decide, what am I going to do different? Then you really got to ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want out of this life? 
right? It's finite. People young have, have gotten taken out, taken out this year, right? Like tomorrow is not promised. What are you going to do with your time? What are you going to do with your time? How are you going to impact, right? How are you going to change your narrative? How are you going to change the narrative for your family? You got people depending on you. Dream bigger. And I don't care if you don't have kids. I don't care if you don't have a spouse, you have the ability to change the narrative for other people. Dream bigger. Go out and manufacture a reason to go crush it. I don't know if y'all watched the Jordan um, documentary with The Last Dance. He would literally manufacture like beef, right? With the players just so he could raise, his, raise himself to another level to win. Go manufacture something if you have to. I just It just got brought to my attention that not too far from where I live, there is like they call it like a tent central or something like basically or people who are homeless or displaced are living in freaking tents. Right. So if I didn't have enough things that I wanted to change in the world, that could give me something right there. Let me level up. Let me make an extra two racks a month just so I could, you know, bless them or something. Right. Like, guys, and I didn't mean to go in like this, but it's not like a typical, you know, cadence of the podcast. But, you know, we're more than halfway through the year. And I know there's people that listen to my podcast. I'm so grateful for you. And if you listen to podcasts in general, because at this point it's beyond just my friends and family, which I'm so grateful for, where you know, people listen to us all over the world. You listen to podcasts for personal development, for self-improvement, but don't make this just another one of those things that, man, yo, he was preaching. Yeah, that was a good word. Let me, let me share this. Like, please, please, I beg of you, do something. You know, a lot of people are looking for alternate ways to make additional income, whether that's so that they can pay off their debt so that they can, you know, travel more or so that they can you know, save and invest more. They're just looking for ways to make more money. And sometimes, you know, getting another job isn't the answer. Maybe sometimes your business is you know, doing exactly what it can do right now, but you're just looking for that ideal way to make some significant extra income. And so I've tried out a lot of different things. And over the years, I've figured out some things that have worked really, really well. And I wanted to make sure that you guys had access to those resources. So I put together what I call the Side Hustle Boot Camp. And in this boot camp, I'm going to tr show you four tried and true ways. One that I absolutely love um, that will show you how to put more money in your pocket. I'm talking not hundreds, but thousands upon thousands of dollars that you can use um, to benefit you, right? Whether whatever the goal is, whether you want to travel more, whether you want to put some more money in the bank, whether you want to invest more, save more, um, do something nice for your kids or for your significant other, the side hustle boot camp is going to show you how to do that. So if you haven't already, click the link in the show notes, check it out. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. This information can, can completely transform your financial situation. So check it out. I'll see you on the inside. I've made it extremely affordable so that there's no excuse and no buried entry. See you soon. Take massive action. I got so caught up on the other three, other two, massive awareness, massive accountability, and then take massive action, right? Commit, decide every day, right? Create a champion's checklist, right? What are the things every single day, not five days a week, not during the work week, not on Saturday and Sunday. What are the things I'm going to do every day to change the narrative of my life forever?
Because if you do something every day, rain, sleet, or snow, right? And that's your champion's checklist, then I get, there's no way your life won't change. But you can't create that checklist until you create awareness about what needs to be on the checklist, what needs to change, right? What do you, what do you even want out of this life? And then from there, massive accountability. Share that with somebody, right? Share it with somebody so that they can hold you accountable to hitting your goals. And of course, kind of recapping some of the other things, recalibrate. You're human. Things are going to go not according to plan this entire year. Did not go according to plan. Does that mean you throw in a towel and throw the whole year away? No. You pivot, right? You plan. You make adjustments, right? And that's what you have to do. 15 protocol. Evidence and emotion. I want to achieve this. This is what I'm feeling. But what evidence do I have that that's going to happen? Man, I want to be able get up at 5 a.m. What evidence do I have? Am I going to bed at 10? 9.30? Right? Or am I staying up late and snoozing every day? What evidence do I have? And if the evidence that I currently have doesn't align with that, do I care enough to change now that I have the awareness? Right. And raise your standards. Don't forget to raise your standards. Right. Broke shouldn't be zero dollars. Broke shouldn't be five hundred. Broke shouldn't be a thousand. Broke shouldn't be ten thousand. Right. Broke should be whatever your number is. But raise your standards. Right. Right. Because if you don't raise your standards, again, that ties into are you dreaming big enough? You don't raise your standards. Of course, you're going to be able to stay in the status quo because your standards are so low. Raise your standards. Right. Elevate who you are. Because everything that you need is already on the inside of you. You just have to elevate who you are. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. Um, Completely changed my my perspective uh, on life. Right. So back in 2000 and 2009, my last year of college, um, I stayed an extra semester because I got a double major. Um, and so, you know, that summer I had an extra class I was taking that summer to try to get ahead to tie things up. And I ended up taking that class back in Charlotte. I went to school in Greensboro, a town about an hour and 15 minutes away from where I live. And so I came back home, of course, stayed with moms because I'm still in college at this point. And I'm feeling myself. I got a job I'm working at Coca-Cola. I'm getting paid decent money. So I thought. And I was like, I'm going to give me a brand new cobalt blue Altima Coupe. Love that car. I mean, I was filling that car. I had, this is before Uber now, right? And I had like, I would go buy Pop-Tarts and I would like tear the top off the container and then leave it, leave it in the bottom of the box. So it's like it has its own little container. I put it on the passenger side. I'd have waters. Some people get in my car. They got snacks. They got water. It was a two-seater, had a sunroof. Now, mind you, I'm a you know, senior in college. You know, what, what am I, 21, something like that, 21, 22? You know, brand new smooth ride, single, what? Couldn't tell me nothing, right? And, you know, and I was kind of like, I fast forwarded a little bit because that's how I was when I, you know, brought the car back to school. But that summer is when I got the car. And that summer, again, feeling myself, riding around the city, all that good stuff. Um, I think I got my first iPhone back then and gosh, telling on myself because that's like, well, over over 10 years ago. Um, and then I like I think I like left it in the dash or something. And um, what happened? It was an iPod. That's what it was. It was an iPod, not an iPhone. And then I wake up the next morning and my window on my car was shattered with a brick. It was shattered with the brick. I was devastated. I was crushed. It was my first brand new car. I hadn't even had it a few weeks, I feel like. And somebody had just violated me. I felt I was so crushed because at that time that meant that meant so much to me. And 
So I had to get it fixed. Of course, I got insurance and all that good stuff. But I had a you know a deductible, five hundred dollar deductible. That's a lot of money back then. Heck, it's a lot of money now for some people, right? Um, I had a five hundred dollar deductible, and I had to ride around in a Nissan Sentra, um, which back then the Sentras are a little bit better now. But back then that Sentra was janky. It was a terrible ride, super bumpy, and I had to ride around that thing for weeks until they got my car fixed. Felt like the whole summer. Got my car back. Thing was cleaner than ever. I was so glad to get it back. And then, you know, I went to roll up my windows because, uh, of course, I opted for the power windows, right? When I got the car, because I'm a baller in, in, you know, my last year of college. Um, so I opted for the power windows. And then when I tried to like roll the window up, uh, it didn't. It, it only went up as far as I like pressed it, right? It didn't go up like all the way like it did before I sent the car. So I was like, hey, I have power windows, but when I tap my when I tap it, the window's not going all the way up. It's just going up a little bit. What's going on? He said, oh, okay, no worries. Popped the hood, uh, turned a screw, and then next thing you know, power windows were working. And I was like, what? I was like, me and tell me, I paid all this extra money for power windows, and the technically a power window car is the same as the one that doesn't have power windows? He's like, yeah, you just got to turn a screw. All the cars are already equipped with all the features, right? We just These are just upgrades that they put on um, to raise the price, but every car is already equipped with everything it needs to be able to take advantage of these upgrades. And it dawned on me in that moment that that's a microcosm of life, right? We are all equipped with everything that we need already. It's already on the inside of us. We just have to tap into it. That millionaire that you want to become, that billionaire that you want to become, that business guru that you want to become, you were already created with those ingredients, that infrastructure on the inside of you. And so... All you have to do is understand that you're capable and through massive awareness and massive action and massive accountability, you flip that switch and you unlock the thing that you already possessed. And ever since that moment, I never forgot that. And I realized that if there's anything that I want out of this life, I don't have to go anywhere to get it. I know that I already have everything I need on the inside of me. And so that's a great way to close this out because you already have all everything you need on the inside of you. So you might be running from the debt. You might be running from the fact that you don't know where you are financially. You might be running from the fact that, man, like I'm, I'm out of shape and you know I think I'm so far gone. I can't get that body back or can't get that body that I dreamed of. But if it happened for somebody else, it can happen for you. Whatever, whatever the goal is, if it happened for somebody else, it can happen for you in the way that it was intended to happen for you because you don't want to go out there comparing, right? But that gives you the context and the awareness that it's possible. And if you tell yourself the lie that it isn't, just know that you're lying to yourself and that you're settling. Because if it's happened, there's we're all human beings. Are there varying levels of circumstance and privilege and opportunities? And yeah, it might just mean that your race is a little bit harder potentially, but you are capable and you 100% can achieve what you see. Like, I'm a firm believer that God would not plant seeds in your heart if he didn't already equip you with the tools and the resources required to cultivate that seed. Because how cruel would that be? Why would you have this desire to create and manifest this, this body or this business or this money or this wealth or whatever if you didn't possess what you needed to make it come to life, right? Now, the only caveat to that is if you are so immersed in societal standards of what greatness and success look like and you haven't defined it for yourself, then yeah, 
it could be possible that you've attached your identity to something that doesn't carry much weight and you keep trying to chase something that is superficial. But assuming that you have awareness about who you actually are and what you actually want in this life, know that it's possible for you if you're willing to go out and get it. So guys, I hope this podcast was helpful. I hope I, you know, if like I was beating up on you, um, but I just want you guys to win. And we have more than enough time to take advantage of the rest of this year to win. And I want to see you on the other side of that finish line with both hands in the air like Rocky um, because you went after what you knew you could do. You went all the way. You didn't let anything get inside of your head. And I'm so excited that I'm going to be introducing the new George to you at the end of this year. Massive accountability. I talked about it. Massive accountability. I will have 8 to 10% body fat at the end of this year. I will be as sharp as I've ever been in life. And you'll be able to tell this through my, my content, the way I show up online, because if you're my family or friends, the way I show up in person, right? Um, I will have launched my mobile application pocket advisor and amongst a few other things, but massive accountability. I'm committing to, to a new level and a new George, and I want you to join me and commit too. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?